Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hello, Jade. Welcome back and welcome back to all the Beyond the Bump listeners. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas and good on ya. I've missed you. I've really missed you. So for anyone that doesn't know, pretty much since we wrapped up or before we wrapped up, I've been in Melbourne um, and you've been up here in the Northern Rivers region where we both live. Um, We actually did the last two episodes via correspondence, last episode via correspondence, Um, but we're back, baby, and I am ready for the year. Ready to rumble. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Now, the day that we are recording this, we are 11 days into 2021. How's Mm. it been? Surprisingly, it has been absolutely fantastic, and I don't know if it's because I went into this year thinking I am literally not going to have one expectation. So whenever something pops up, you know, I think, oh, that'd be a great opportunity or that would be wonderful to do. And if something happens like (coughs) COVID still sniffing itself around, um, you know, I just think, well, it is what it is. I can't, I can't do anything about it. So having that mentality going into this year has already been a real positive for me. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think people are putting unfair expectations on 2021. It's like the second sibling when the first sibling's like a golden child. Like how can one ever live up to those expectations. But yeah, I think that we need to remember that the 1st of January was just a mark in time, a mark in the calendar, and we can't expect 2021 to get rid of, you know, every suboptimal thing in our lives. As much as that would be absolutely fabulous. Absolutely. But no, 2021's going great. I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be back on the mic talking shit. I missed you. Um, I feel like I feel refreshed. I don't, I think I realise how kind of burnt out I was towards the end of last year just because of how fresh I am feeling now. So it's all good. Well, you're looking fresh. Oh, thank you. I got my period last night, so I'm feeling like a little bit like pimply and a bit bloated and all of that, but that's okay. I can put a paper bag on your head if it makes it easier. That's why I do podcasts, baby. (laughs) You got a face for podcasts. (laughs) Um, How was your Chrissy? So this was the first Christmas that I had a child that had any understanding that it was Christmas. So Poppy will be three in February. So, you know, she was like two and three quarters come Mm. Christmas. And Look, there were positives of that and definite negatives of that. You know, I felt like there was more of the magic of Christmas because she was excited, Um, you know, she wanted to talk about Santa, all of that stuff, whereas other years it's just been like, you know, they're a blob, they have no idea what's going on, you put a present in front of them, they just like rip some paper up. But there were actually also negatives. I found the gift giving on Christmas Day a bit gross. We were with our grandparents and, look, 
love them to absolute death, but my girls were spoiled. Of course. <laughs> and it got to the point where... They haven't where, seen them all year. And they haven't seen them all year, so I totally get why so many presents were bought. Um, and it was beautiful. The gifts were very thoughtful. But Poppy got to the point where she was literally opening a present, like throwing it aside mm. and picking up the next one, and that's not like her. And she barely even played with any of them because... The whole thing got a bit lost, so I've definitely learnt things for future Christmases. One thing I will say is that I hope that social distancing Santa photos stick around because our Christmas photos this year were fantastic because both the girls were happy and not shit scared, <laughs> whereas both other years Poppy, you know, this was obviously Goldie's first Christmas, but the last two years Poppy has been scared out of her utter mind, so we finally got a smiling photo. Um, and one other thing I learnt this year that I will be implementing next year is that I think from now on we will be telling Poppy that Santa is going to be leaving the presents at the front door and then Mummy and Daddy will go and get them and bring them inside because fair enough, on Christmas Eve when I put her to bed, she just started asking me, so once I go to sleep, Santa's coming into the house? And I'm like, yep. You know, like that yeah. real creepy bastard's coming in to drop off some presents. Yeah, and I didn't even think about it. And then she's going to me, okay, um, I, I, I'm happy to give him a cuddle, but I don't want to sit on his lap. And it was Ooh. so sad. And I was like, yeah, this freaking creepy old man comes into our house and we expect you guys to just sleep soundly. And I think back to when I was a kid and I was shit scared of Santa too. And I made a Christmas tradition with my brothers where we would all sleep in the same room on cute. Christmas Eve. And I made it like, oh, this is a cute tradition. Like, isn't this great? The real reason I did it is because I was like, I don't want that fucking man coming into my room. Like, yeah. I was scared. So if I feel like it might be a tip for anyone out there who has a worry wart of a child like I do and like I was, Santa's going to be dropping presents at the front door from now on. Good on him. And it's, your- a lot, it's a lot easier for him to do that, let's be serious. I mean, yeah. half the people in this in this world now don't have chimneys, so <laughs> leave, it at, leave it at the door. I mean, where we live, it barely drops below 20, mm. even in the middle of winter, so I don't think there's many people getting around with a fireplace. How was your Christmas? It was absolutely wonderful. Probably the opposite of what you were saying actually happened to us this year. So Mia is at an age where she's um, seven going on 18 and she came to us um, a bit earlier on and said, you know, uh, is Santa actually real? And I said, oh, surely you're too young to ask me this question, but what do you think? And she said, well, I just Googled it and (laughs) they said he's not. And I was like, well, look. Google's not always right, babe. Like Wikipedia, people write these things in all the time and it doesn't necessarily mean what you're reading Dr. is... Dr. Google tells me I'm always dying, so yeah. it's not always If right. you find the right... You can always find the right answer if you keep on searching. Anyway, we sort of spun it because we're not ready because I know what she's like. She'll probably then tell Billy. Billy will tell Yumi and then the whole thing's over and, you know, they deserve to be excited for a little while longer. I know don't a, you kind of want it to be over? No, I don't. Oh. I, I really like the fact that they don't – it's less pressure on me. It's like, 
you know, Santa's watching, you better be good and you better go to bed because Santa's coming. So basically you're worried if Santa's over, what the hell are you going to bribe them with? Yeah, it's pure blackmail <laughs> through December. That's all I do this for. But, Only December. Yeah. I started in November. Oh, that's fresh. I might mm, do that this mm. year. But anyway, she sort of came around and was like, oh, no, a few of my friends said that it is real, so I think it is. And maybe she's just smart enough to go, if I'm going to get presents, I better mm. just believe in this thing. Um, so anyway, look, it's a harmless thing to believe in. It's fine. She continued along with it. But with us, my grandparents and my parents were up here and same as yours. They haven't seen them for a very long time. I know that they were going to spoil them. My husband is um, not a minimalist, but he cannot deal with a lot of toys and things that go unused or too much of something because he finds it wasteful. He has a real problem with waste, which is a great quality of his, um, especially when he takes the bins out and I don't have to do it. But with this comes me having to tell my parents and my grandparents, please don't make a big fuss this year over Christmas presents because we're all together. That's the main thing that we really want to focus on this year. Our children, they do have enough. I have said that they can have, and you've mentioned it before, I think last year in one of the potty episodes, one thing to read, one thing to buy, no, one thing to read. It's one thing they want, one thing they need, one thing they wear, one thing they read. Yeah. No, you've got to You said read it. twice. No, need, oh, need and then read. read. Want, need, wear, read. Okay. It rhymes. It does, but it doesn't in my head. <laughs> so we did this this method. I wish I'd stuck to my own advice. Yeah, should have. My kids are like, did you have to hire a jet to come home? 7,000 things they want, zero things they need, nothing to read, <laughs> <laughs> lots of things to wear. They didn't need anything more to wear. I'm sure mummy read the instructions a fair few times on whatever they got. Um, but we, we really stuck to that. And um, as much as my husband was called the Grinch of Christmas, mm -hmm. it worked out beautifully because uh, the day before Christmas, which is obviously Christmas <laughs> Eve, people, I said to the girls they had, I wanted them to pick one present for themselves that they wanted. And I said, you can wrap it yourself as well. So this is like a <laughs> gift. I know. And your dad and your and I Nick really, was the Grinch. really killed it. <laughs> I really killed it last Christmas. But um, saying that, they sat around the Christmas tree. And they really, really, really wanted to open this present. And I said, no, 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 you have to wait. I ended up letting them have this present a day early because, like you said, when they open all these presents at once, they do just flick them to the side and then don't really have or feel totally. any value for it. So I wanted them for at least one day to really... <laughs> for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> to really appreciate their, their toy or whatever they decided to get. I mean, Billy got a sloth. I, I don't know what... A flossing sloth? No, she didn't get the flossing sloth and I am glad of that, but it is ugly and I don't know what obsession and how it came for all children to love sloths at the moment, but they do. No, the reason Poppy ended up with a flossing sloth is that she was adamant on getting a purple monkey for Christmas and we do not know where this started from. And my mum said, look, I'll take on the challenge of finding the purple monkey. Anyway, she found this purple flossing sloth and I was like, Poppy doesn't know what a sloth is. That looks close enough to a monkey. Like, let's go with that. It's a purple sloth. It flosses, bluey flosses, like, will be stoked. She opens it. Oh, an owl. 
What did your mum say? <laughs> she was just like, oh, God. Anyway, Dad ended up finding a purple monkey online, so she got a purple sloth owl monkey hybrid and she got a purple monkey. And then she turned around and said, I don't even like purple anymore. Oh, she barely looked at the two things. She was like, next. I was like, <laughs> no. But besides the Christmas present um, thing that actually really worked well the next day because they didn't get too much, they got roller skates, so they stuffed up the house trying to rollerblade down the hallway and um, we were just really relaxed. We had my grandparents, we had my mum and dad, and we just had a really nice chilled time. All the food worked out well and it was really low-key and I can't tell you how good that was just to have a really relaxed, nothing kind of Christmas. So good. Yeah, it's Goldie's. Well, by the time this comes out, Goldie will already be one, but this Saturday is Goldie's birthday. And how much has she changed in literally the six weeks you've been away? It's well, insane. I haven't been away from her for a minute, so I can't tell you. So much. <laughs> but no, she has. She's really grown up. And But I can assure you she is maybe getting one experience, if that, for her birthday. And the bike we were going to give to Poppy when we got back home for Christmas, she will get that in February for her birthday. And next Christmas, I think we're going to do an experiences Cole. only. <laughs> Cole, with a side of experiences yeah. only. Only gifts, yeah. you know, like a like a membership somewhere, like F forty five. Perfect. <laughs> Go wear yourselves out. Um, no, to like Carumban Wildlife Sanctuary, yeah, cool. or something like that, and F forty five, and then get a want. get a dumb purple bloody monkey there and be like, woohoo, we've killed two birds with one stone. Totally. Uh, how was your New Year's? New Year's was wonderful. Once again, low expectations. Um, We went out to dinner, had a really nice dinner with a close group of our friends, came back to our house, celebrated, had a swim in the pool and went to bed. I was absolutely pissed. It was fabulous. (laughs) And I woke up the next day going, oh, that wasn't too good, was it? But I am here to tell the story. What about I you? I literally had five or six drinks, was not even drunk. For some reason, Nick and I decided it was a good idea to share a cigarette. Like I can't remember <laughs> the last time I smoked. Like back in the day I thought it was really cool to smoke. Um, oh, my gosh, did I regret that Why? come January 1st. I was in bed all day. Because of the cigarette or for the alcohol? Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm did putting, you have a packet or did you have no, half I a cigarette? No, I literally had half a cigarette and I, and I'm, look, I'm putting it down to the cigarette because I was not drunk. Like I've polished off five or six drinks without feeling crap the next day yeah. before. What like, did you have though? No, and I didn't mix it up. I was good. I like purposely oh. didn't move on to champagne. Like I just stuck on, I had a couple of gins and then just stuck to wine. And I was in bed all day, vommed countless times. And this is just a public service announcement to anyone out there. Hangovers with kids are never worth it. Never. Never, ever. No matter how much fun you have, they're not worth it. But then you forget a few days after and you're like, oh, I could probably do that again. That's fine. Seriously, that's me. But guess what? What? You know how I always talk about wine? Mm. Well... Before New Year's, I I don't know what happened. It just came to me and I was like, I need to exercise and, <laughs> and I need to start feeling good and I need to drink less. And my husband was like, well, now's not the time. I mean, now's the time that everyone's, you know, drinking and having fun. And I said, I've just got to start now. I don't want to start on the 1st of January because then it, to me that's going to be like, oh, I've started it on the 1st of January because it's a new year. So like too much pressure on it. Yeah. So I just started it early and really, really gradually I, you know, 
exercised, I was eating a little bit better and I really curbed the alcohol. Like I have barely drunk except for New Year's and, you know, a few other little times. But it has been a lot less than what I usually do and I feel absolutely incredible. I feel so much more switched on and I just feel like more alert and I don't know, it just feels good. It just it feels good to just have a really nice balance and to be more, I guess, excited for like the the coffee that I'm going to have in the morning and the... The other vices. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you to stick with coffee. People yeah. buying coffee is what <laughs> is yeah. my livelihood. Well, so my, mine is actually dirty instant um, Nescafe coffee. It's not blackboard coffee, sorry. Oh. I'm an absolute pleb with coffee, but... I have stepped up now. I'm having an oat flat white. Beautiful. Mm. So tell me and be honest with everybody, how <laughs> was it going home to Melbs for six straight weeks? Oh, it was amazing. It was so good seeing family, watching the girls interact with my parents, having help, all of that. How was them seeing Goldie and Goldie seeing them because I know that they really didn't see hardly any of her for that whole year. I felt there was a lot of pressure. I felt nervous about how the girls were going to respond to my parents. And, look, I wasn't concerned about Goldie because Goldie is just like she'll smile at anyone. She hasn't really even developed stranger danger yet. Um, Oh, good. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Please no one come and kidnap my child. Um, But Poppy can be a bit staunch. Like she requires some real warming up, but she was so good. She remembered them straight away, wanted to play with them straight away. Um, So it wasn't anything to worry about. And it was so good to see them. It was, yeah, just really nice. I'm glad we went for a long period of time because it meant we weren't rushing Mm. around trying to see everyone. We really just got to like live, which was nice. almost had a holiday. Yeah, no, it was a holiday um, and, and yeah, and, like, literally I barely did a piece of washing for six weeks. Mm. Can we talk – this is something I put that on is, Instagram and everyone agreed with mm. me. Within about three minutes of me handing over a dirty piece of washing to my mum, it is washed, dried, ironed, folded and returned back to me. But in that same time – She's been like doing other things yeah. and I'm like She's a wizard. that piece would have sat in my laundry basket for 3 days then probably sat wet in the washing machine Got for 12 hours probably have to wash it again put it out in the line gets rained on twice then like you know crinkled never gets ironed gets thrown on the floor like how do they do it because I had so many people go to me my mum is exactly the same it's wizardry it's wizardry are you are you like that no, but mum, my mum is an absolute wizard and Harry's mum is a machine. Like if she sees a washing basket and it's in her eyesight, straight in, straight in the dryer and the it's line, the speed. back folded on the bed, I'm like, where did that come from? It actually just reappeared. I thought it was dirty still and it was actually clean. You know what though, and I'm going to say I'm trying to claim us, we're busy with kids, they're the grandparents, and they're like, oh, no, I can flick this on and do that and do this and do that. And I know they're doing a hell of a lot of other stuff as well, but I feel like they just, they're so used to it, so they just flick it in there and then turn it on and they just put that into their, whereas for me, that is the last thing on my mind during the day to try and get over to the laundry. And my laundry is not inside my house. It's literally probably two Ks from my 
to my front door. So it takes a while to, for me to get there. But if you actually think about it, if they're literally just there while you're floating around with the kids, they're just throwing it in. And you know what? It makes me feel better that maybe in, say, like once I've had like maybe 20 years of full night sleeps under my belt mm-hmm. again, maybe my brain will go back to functioning at a good capacity where I'm on like they are. Like my mum is so on. Mm. She doesn't miss a beat. No. Whereas I'm here like like missing many. <laughs> no, you're just missing the washing. And you know what? If sometimes you can have those moments where your mother is picking up that and you can have more time with the kids or more time doing other things, then let it happen, mm. girlfriend, because you know you're going to come straight back home and get stuck into that. Oh, my laundry is yeah. an absolute shit show. I and came I'm back sure and I was like, I'm going to stay went on top of it. Like, it is a shit. I can barely open the door. I haven't even finished unpacking. I need to cull every cupboard in our house, cull the wardrobe, cull the toys. Just, I've I'm starting that. again. I, I did that. I did that before Christmas and it was so good. But do you know what I can't understand through summer, Australian summer, is the amount of towels. towels. They literally everywhere and they're in a pile and then there's bathers in a pile and I just, I don't know how, like I fold them, I put them away and now, now I just literally hang them up. I don't know if they're dirty, pissed on or clean, (laughs) but they can use them because I don't care, I give up. Public service announcement, if you're invited to Jade's house for a swim, bring your own towel (laughs) because you may open up a towel that's full of six-week-old wee. And Rudy's been cocking his leg on random things. Oh, God, I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, big cock. But um, Rudy has been doing that on couches and beanbags and lots of other things, so it's been a really nice time. Um, But I will say I focused on all the positives, but I will also say that I'm extremely glad to be home. My family, my immediate family spend a lot of time as, you know, just us four and especially this year, last year, having no family around. We were very used to one another's company and just relying on one another. So it was weird to all of a sudden spend six weeks constantly mm. around other people. And and sometimes I think, I think one thing that was missed last year with, you know, that feeling at the end of a holiday where you go, oh, you know, I really do love my life. I can't wait to get home. No. You don't get that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I feel like no one had that last year because no one could go anywhere. Mm. So sometimes you get really down or like, you know, you need a bit of perspective where it's like, no, you know what, like I, I choose to live my life like this. I choose to live where I am. You know, things are going well. That's how I feel when I get to the end of a holiday and I don't feel like I had that last year. So it was nice to have that reminder where it's like, no, things are really good. We're coping really well even though we don't have support around. So it was nice to have that. Yeah, the the only way I can relate with that is when I was travelling six months in a van in Europe and we had no toilet and we would have to, like, go randomly into weird places And I, after, I think it was like the fourth month, which is a fair, you know, whack of time. Oh, my God, two days in I would miss my toilet. I was very impressed with myself and I did that two times. No, three times. But anyway, back on track. So cultured. Mm, I'm really, really cultured. Anyway, um, I, the one thing that I would just sit there and daydream about was appreciating my toilet. 
like actually just to pre- you have no idea just the to be able to just walk into a bathroom and, and sit on a toilet rip. or whatever whatever you want to do on the toilet but being able to have that opportunity mm. for me I was like that is what I'm grateful for and I tell you what when you go away from home and you go camping or you have any of those things you always find your something your toilet and your bed yeah but you always find that like you know you really love being away but then you also always find something to appreciate about home. Mm. So I guess you've got to try and live in the moment and go, you know, this is fantastic. Mm. But also when you get home, you're like, oh. But my heart does go <clears> out to <laughs> my heart does go out to people who weren't able to see their family over the Christmas period. Yeah, um, it was a rough You know, one. as much as sometimes you're like, oh, what I'd do to be just on our own. I know that we are extremely lucky to have been able to see family. So that is not lost on me. Now let's talk about school holidays. Oh, let's please. <laughs> How are you surviving Can't wait school for holidays? This one. Look, I'm here to tell another story about school holidays and I'm not going to lie, it's just fucking mental. I can wake up one day and be like, I'm going to go have this all together. We're going to have plans, we're going to do things, but when you've got a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a crazy-ass almost two-year-old, it is just mayhem. If the older two start fighting and the younger one has meltdowns over something that she can't do because she's just so close to being able to, you know, put something on a doll or put it in a high chair or, I don't know, put but a But don't hat on. even dare try help. Oh, you can't. And she is one of those children that are so independent but actually need help sometimes but she won't take it like shoes I can't deal with toddlers and shoes they will put on your shoes and then they cry because they don't fit they'll put on theirs it's too small they can't get it on but you couldn't dare help them because they've got it together anyway it's have you ever bought a pair of shoes for a child that have actually fit them I swear every pair of shoes that comes either are going to fit Poppy when she starts school Mm. or fit her just as she exited the womb. Like, they're just never right. Do you know the ones, and I've got a pair at the moment for Yumi, and they're absolutely brilliant. They are from Kmart. They were like $12. They're like really cute. They look like little fashion sneakers, Mm. but they give support on her ankle and they've got Velcro. And they have been, like, they've got a bit of room to grow as well, but she absolutely loves them. I'm like, thank fuck, because if she didn't, then we'd have this ongoing saga of yeah. bloody shoes. And yeah. and now I have to hide shoes. I hide them everywhere. Like, Harry will go, oh, no, Jade, she's got the shoes out again. Put them away. <laughs> she's in the freezer again. She got your high heels. Oh, don't get the fridge is the other thing. Anyway, when everyone's at home, it is just too much. And we had a f- this day, I think it was two days ago, it was on Saturday, and Nick and I looked at each other at the end of the day, I mean Harry, and we just said this is the hardest day we've had as parenting in a very long time. Probably the last time was New when New Zealand we were, yeah, when you're in the van. Yeah, and it was just hard. And I drank a lot of gin and soda that night. That's when I just cracked a few cans. And I'm not saying resort to alcohol, but it did take the edge off. What was wrong with the day? Give us a play-by-play because okay. I reckon there's a lot of parents out there on school holidays who are just like, oh, everyone is having so much fun taking their kids to the zoo and to the... Tell us, what's it really like? <laughs> well, we don't have a zoo here, but... Well, I do. It's Your house, house is a zoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, Free entry. <laughs> 
But we woke up without a plan and I think that's one of the hardest things on school holidays because my girls thrive off routine. So if they don't know what's happening, then they're like, well, what are we doing? Oh, and they start whinging about it. So we went off straight off waking up going, oh, we don't know, girls. We're not sure yet. We just need to wake up. And then it stemmed from them fighting straight away. The house was an absolute mess. So I highly recommend, and I usually do this, cleaning up at night when everyone's asleep so you can start fresh. If it's just the kitchen and the dishwasher that's been washed or, you know, all the crap off the floor and just stuffed in a cupboard. But for me mentally, that makes me feel better. And it was just everywhere and I'm like... No, no, no. It's school holidays. We'll leave that until later this afternoon. But I'm kidding myself. Surrender. It pissed me off. So then we had no milk. So then Yumi started crying because she wanted milk in her bottle and we didn't have it. And then the girls started fighting with Yumi about this little bike she rides on all around the house. So then they started screaming. And then Nick woke up and he's like, Oh, so Nick wasn't awake. No, yeah. never, 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 never. <laughs> he strolled out of bed. Welcome to the day. And he's like, babe. What's going on? I've like I feel like I'm getting a cold. I'm like, oh, please don't get the man flu while this is happening on this day. Anyway, we just said let's take the kids out. Let's go get breakfast out. Spent probably seventy dollars mm. on burgers and anything to just keep everybody quiet. Went to the beach, which was lovely, because um, usually getting outdoors shifts our moods and we feel good. Some went for a swim. Some had meltdowns on the sandy beach a.k.a. Yumi, um, and then we came home and this is what undid us. Yumi didn't nap all day. We usually get a buffer of maybe two hours, mm. which, you know, that's actually quite lucky. I know a lot of other kids don't do that, but she usually gives us a solid two hours, maybe even three. Can I just say, though, when she's awake, she's burning energy. Like she, she's nonstop. She's a powerhouse and you can't. That child would walk down and she actually did, that's what happened. She walked down, um, my husband went down to go put the chickens in and I thought she was following me but she was following Rudy. Next minute I hear her crying and my driveway is really steep and goes down like a hill. She was screaming and I thought, oh, my God, she's like stuck in. I hope my parents don't listen to this. My dad will freak. Um, But she was just down the end of the driveway and screaming butt naked, took all her clothes off, and Rudy was just standing there with a ball. And I then, you know, I started feeling like, you know, panicky going, oh, my God. What could have happened? Like I can't can't even have one minute of putting things inside before she goes and does that. She's just one of those children. And we came back inside the house. Kids are still pissing and moaning. Everyone's still in a really bad mood. And it was just one of those days. Yumi still wasn't tired enough to nap. I put her in her sleep sack. She'd undo it, take her nappy off. I tried to put (laughs) another thing over her nappy to stop her doing it. She kept taking that off. Then she started opening the door. For some reason, knows how to open the door now. So I moved the cot. Nah, just wanted to be up. Causing havoc. Wouldn't sit there, does not want to watch five minutes of The Wiggles. I've begged her to do anything for five minutes just to sit still. Won't do it. Isn't it funny how before kids you're like, no screen time, (laughs) no TV, and then once you have kids you're like, please watch it. I remember when Poppy was like 18 months old, I was like, first trimesterish pregnant and I was basically like (laughs) I wanted to put blinkers on her so that she would just watch TV so that I could just month in peace or lie on the couch in peace for one second and I was like I never thought I would be 
begging my child to watch television. But you have to because you've got to think 24 hours in a day. I mean, you're up for a fair whack of that. You need some time. But you know what actually did save me is the Reading Eggs program. Mm. It's this thing they use at school and they think they're having a really, really fun time but they're actually sneakily learning. And I think like a bit of sneaky education. (laughs) And I put that on. That gave me some time to like breathe while Yumi was literally on top of me screaming. But Overall, that day could burn in hell for me. <laughs> but the next day we had a plan, I yeah. had things prepared and it was much better. We went out and did something and here we are. Speaking of looking after your own children. No, no. Speaking of sleep, you have been telling me while you've been in Melbourne that Goldie hasn't slept. What oh, is going on? So, so look, my kids like thrive off routine too and... You know, like if Goldie wakes, she, she's been sleeping through the night. For, oh, I don't want to say this out loud because it's do all it. going to turn to shit again. No, anyway, she's she's been sleeping through the night for quite a long time. By the time we left Melbourne, she was waking up like no joke four times a night. Do you think it's developmental because she's just started No, it was purely and- because she would make the slight it was just like a snowball effect so she surely, would make the surely s- it's developmental <laughs> shut up not everything's <laughs> developmental she would make the slightest peep and i would just rush in and feed her because we were in mm. we were constantly in a house full of people and i was so conscious of waking anyone up and yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, do I sit here and listen to you whinge for a couple of minutes or do I just feed you, you'll fall straight back to sleep, I'll go back to sleep. Anyway, this kind of spiralled and she got used to it. Mm. She forgot how to link any sleep cycles. She was up four times a night. I was exhausted. And, look, anyone out there with a newborn, I know you're probably like four times a night, what I'd give to only wake up four times a night. But there's something about when they're nearly one, you cannot handle it anymore. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) you're nearly one. I should be sleeping. Yeah. Um, and Poppy was like every night refusing to go to sleep before like 9.30 <laughs> at night, 10 o'clock. So anyway, since we've been home, it's been like a military operation at bedtime where like just get through it and look, they're back to being good again. Good. Um, I, I That's probably why I'm feeling so fresh and bubbly today is because I've been sleeping well and please sleep universe gods out here. Do not hear this and turn everything to no. shit like I know you're going to. No. Um, but no, it's all better now. And speaking of Goldie, it's bittersweet, but next week she's going to start daycare. Yeah. You don't feel anything bitter about that. It's all sweet. It's brilliant. I know. I know. It's great. It's just like I'm one of those people that I tell no one have mum guilt, like you shouldn't have mum guilt, it's stupid. And then like the minute it's your own thing, you're racked with mum guilt. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like Why she's do you only, feel guilty? I don't know, she's only just 12 months. I don't know, I shouldn't feel guilty because 12 months is totally fine. Any age is totally fine if that's what you need and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like because her first year of life went so, like, because Poppy started mm-hmm. when she was like 14 months of age. I was totally ready. She was totally ready. I don't even know what but it Goldie is. But Goldie will be with Poppy, won't she? Um, For a few weeks and then, so 
Poppy from the start has been at a, just to anyone who doesn't know, Poppy from the start has been at a family daycare. And I think that's why I found the transition so easy is because she went from being at home to us to going two days a week to a family daycare, which has four kids and one educator. And, you know, it tends to be the same educator every time they go because they run it. So I found that transition and she found that transition super easy. But she's at the point now where she's nearly three that I think that she's ready for a bigger daycare mm. centre. She's she's ready to, like, need to learn to socialise with more kids than just that. Um, and so, yeah, she will, when she turns about three, go to a bigger daycare um, and Goldie's going to go to the family daycare. Perfect. I know, it's great. And Nick and I both need it because we felt like towards the end of the year we were just handballing the kids from one of us to the other and this way it'll be two days a week where we know we both... You know, I can get my work done. Nick can fish. <laughs> <laughs> Nick can go hunting. Um, this is, it was the same sort of situation when I first had Mia. She went into a family daycare as well. And it was nice because it was a really small, like, transition in terms of how small the amount of children were there and the same educator. And then we ended up having her transition into a bigger school. And then Billy went to that um, daycare because Mia was there and they're 16 months yeah. apart. Um, but Yumi, because she's the third child and also perhaps my... She's Yumi. Yeah, and she's Yumi and perhaps my confidence as a parent and understanding about the childcare system, you know, and I knew her personality, I just went, no, 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 she can go straight into a big daycare in a baby's room. But she has not once cried me dropping her off, which is huge because a lot of, I think Billy cried every time I dropped her off regardless, but had a great day. But Yumi has never, ever had a problem. She actually prefers it because people are actually there all day having fun with them. That's that's their job. Their, da- their day is to literally, and if my children are home while I have to work or if I have to do certain things around the house, they're sitting here bored, whinging, so I prefer them to actually get the attention they need there, me get my stuff done during the week, and then on the days that they're at home, I have quality time with them. Oh, totally. I'm trying to, like, get rid of the guilt because I know that for the kids and for myself, it's going to be so much better because it means I've got two full days where I can get everything done rather than trying to like do things around them and being like, yeah, 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 I'll come play in a second. Yeah, yeah, Hmm. yeah. I saw you do that sick jump (laughs) that was literally like on the spot sick, Um, you know, and you've missed the jump, you know, and I'm like, I just feel like I'll be able to be so much more present. Does it make you feel less guilty that Yumi's at daycare four days a week (laughs) and Goldie's there two days a week? I'm literally a free agent. That is amazing. No wonder you were glowing. Oh, and I'm not pregnant. Yeah. No. Okay. I can't be pregnant. Okay. Ever. I never said you were. Okay. I thought you said yet under your breath. Now, another topic we wanted to cover because you're going through it at the moment is your toilet training Yumi. And no, people- she's toilet training herself. <laughs> I have nothing to do with her toilet training at all. Tell me about it because people are always like, can you please talk more about toilet training? And, look, we'll do a whole episode we on will. it. We will. But 
Remember the other episode, I think it was two episodes ago, we were talking about, I said, oh, you know, Yumi's toilet training and I feel bad because she's like 20 months and you're like, uh, that is really young. And I sort of didn't think about it, but because her signs of showing me that she wants to go to the toilet are so early, I, I guess I have to just go with it because she wants to try. She's ready to try. And in terms well, I guess if she's pulling her own nappy off, she's not really giving you much of a chance for anything else. The signs that she's showing that she wants to go to the toilet is she takes her nappy off at any stage. She takes all her clothes off, but the nappy has to come off. If she wees in her nappy, she has to take it off. She mm. doesn't want it sitting there. And the other thing is she now will, after the nappy's off, go, mmm, mummy, wee, and, like, sort of go to squat and I'll say, do you think you need to wee? And she goes, yep. So then she runs to the toilet and we've got, like, a little step with a tiny mm. Whole thing. <laughs> a toilet seat, Jade. Come on. Um, and so she sits on that and she She weaves. sits on the tiny butthole. <laughs> she sits her tiny butthole on the tiny butthole and it is literally, she wheezes. She goes to the toilet so she knows she can do it. Um, mind you, there are so many accidents all around the house because she's not letting me know that she needs to go. So I'm actually picking up a, you've got one for Poppy or you had one for Poppy. My girlfriend's giving it to me. It's a, it looks like a mini version toilet and they can flush it. They can do everything. I didn't want to do the whole potty thing because one, it's gross. And two, I just wanted to go straight to there, but she's just not big enough to go on the toilet at oh, the moment. I think it just gives them a little bit of freedom. Well, if I can put it in the lounge room, I mean, preferably not near where I'm eating, but if I can put it somewhere where she's always around and can go, oh, I need to go to the toilet, I'm going to sit here. Mm. She's even done a poo on the toilet. So good. I know, but, it, like, then she doesn't want to wear one at bedtime. Like, I'm like, I need gaffer tape to literally keep <laughs> this nappy on you just while you're asleep. Do you, you reckon pull-ups would be better? I do pull-ups and I, I do a mixture doesn't matter though because she's not interested if if it wheezes even though that you know they absorb it's a nappy she knows she's done it in her nappy that was a big sign for when i think poppy was ready look i, I feel very lucky cuz poppy was quite easy to toilet train as well because she was just very ready and the signs i had was yeah if she weed in her nappy it came straight off mm. and we used the first lockdown at like the start of 2020 because it was warm where we were and we were home the whole time we were like let's just Mm. have her be nude around the house. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. And that was, I would say, if anyone can pick, it's best to toilet train during summer because yeah. you can have them running around naked. And I think they get that better feeling of when they need to go. Like Poppy's been nearly toilet trained for a year and it's actually only been in the last few months that she's been able to wear undies she mm. had a real issue with undies and um the feeling that she had a nappy on and that was the only time she would ever have an accident so that would be a tip to parents out there if you're having trouble like if you feel like your kids are really ready and they are responding well to the toilet but they're still having accidents every now and again like maybe try to not do undies for i mean yeah like obviously your child's undergarment is your yes, <laughs> decision. But, like, I found that was a big thing because then she knew there was nothing there. So my grandma was telling me that she said, I think what you should do is you should put knickers on and leave them on. So when they're wet, when she wees her knickers and she doesn't like it, she needs to start learning to go to the toilet and do wees in there. And I said, oh, she's she is almost there. Like, she's just – she's." a few metres away from being there, but 
she gets the whole thing. I just think she can't go to the toilet. But can we just talk about how many times do kids wee? Like she wees every three minutes, I swear. She literally pees all the time. This is the other thing. It's like, are you just piss all the time? I can't leave the house. You're hydrating her too well. <laughs> yeah, no, she does. She drinks water all the time. She's like a dad. But So another thing, and I guess it's got to do with school holidays, is sending myself to time out. And this is not because I've been a bad girl, but it's You've be- been naughty. I've been a really naughty You've been girl. freaking naughty. Um, but it's because I actually need time out away from everyone to regroup. And I have been doing this by exercising because this is what makes me feel good. So I'll either go for a walk early in the morning or I will go to F45 and exercise. And this has been my time out just to get through the days, which has been a real, real win for me. The other thing that has been fantastic, which I have been sharing a lot with um, you potty listeners, is my mental health. And I have been on medication for since I was 18, so I'm not going to add that so you're up. So 21, so three years. <laughs> so only three years. Um, no, it's been really good. Over 10. Yeah, well over 10. And I have had to up it when I had postnatal depression and I found, especially last year, it created more of a fog. Even though I was less anxious, I was definitely more foggy. Um, less creative, harder to make decisions. Um, It's such a strange thing to try and articulate, but I've been seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist to work on myself and try and change, you know, everything, I guess, because it just wasn't working by the end of last year. And I've altered my medication. I've actually flicked to a, a different one and lowered the other one. And I have been talking more and finding a really nice balance. So I guess from that and exercise and not drinking as much, it's been a real overall positive experience. And yeah, I'm feeling really good. I mean, I'm sure tomorrow it might change. I hope it doesn't. But if it does, that's okay. But as it stands right now, I feel really, really good about everything. No, I'm proud of you. And I have definitely noticed it. You've been so onto things and super creative and really positive and Yeah, I feel good. It's a really nice feeling to feel. I think this is actually the best I've felt. And I'm actually going to admit something right now. So when I had postnatal depression with Yumi, it was like this cloud came over my mind and I loved my children. I loved every single one of them, but the way I looked at them was different. I was irritated all the time. I was really, I can't explain it. It's just not what I was before I had Yumi. And towards the start of this year, it was almost like that cloud. Start of 2020. Yeah, start of 2021. This cloud has actually dissolved and I am seeing my children the way I saw my children before I had postnatal depression and I am just absolutely like loving. You know, when, you know, someone says, oh, well, that's your child, you're going to think they look beautiful or you have this, you know, what do you call it when you're biased? Like rose-coloured glasses Yeah, 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 but I do. I've got those rose-coloured glasses back and I love like all of them just 
it's really hard to explain. Like you're seeing their intricacies and their quirks. and Yeah, I've, and, I'm seeing yeah. all this and I, I didn't see it for probably a good one and a half years yeah. and it was just me plotting away and, yeah. I'd, In survival mode It almost. is survival mode and I would just do what I needed to do to make everyone happy and make sure they're fed but I almost was like on autopilot. I wasn't really there and now emotionally I'm so there. It is just such a beautiful feeling to have back because – I haven't felt like that for a very long time and I don't know if it's just a, you know, accumulation of everything that's happened or it's a new a new year. It's, you know, uh, I, I don't know, but I, I haven't felt this good in a very long time and I'm just so happy that I can have these feelings back. Maybe I'm out of that time in my life. That's so good. It's awesome. I'm so stoked for Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. really good. I, I definitely go through waves of like I have these stages where I'm just like obsessed with my kids and even when they're like shitting you, you're still like, oh, how could I ever be cross with you? And then you have other weeks where you're like literally everything you do is so annoying and I'm just surviving and going through the motions but I can't imagine the feeling of getting out of that and then in hindsight realising you've been in that for 18 months. And like I, didn't, I didn't know until yeah. I now feel how I am and I remember this feeling beforehand. I just thought it was three kids but it's not. It was that. It honestly has to be that postnatal and I don't know yeah. how long it goes for, but for me, it went for a fair long time. Yeah. And it's just so nice to be out of that now and like feel different and feel good and yeah, happy. So good. Mm. You should be so proud of yourself. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. All right, let's talk about the potty. What episodes we have coming up. Um, we've got a big thing planned at the end of the year if COVID treats us nicely that we can actually celebrate and have all of our potty listeners. Yeah, we would love to do some kind of meet-up, live event, something like that depending on the state of the world, the state of things, but we would love that. We would love to give back to our listeners. Um, Basically yeah. the idea is we would love to have a event that we have a panel of women and correct me if I'm wrong Sophie because I'm just spinning it now but a panel <laughs> nothing like a brainstorm on air <laughs> a panel of women that including obviously us because we're the hosts um having a chat about you know whatever mum life everyone who is a potty listener is welcome to come we have our sponsors who are there they will be giving out goodie bags we will have a maybe a little alcohol stand you are not allowed to bring your children however if you are pregnant you are allowed to bring your mum <laughs> that is okay and, and maybe we'll let a couple of newborns in or newborns can come but other than that it is literally all about women, supporting women. It's about us just, you know, getting to know you guys. And we have had, even over the holidays, I've had so many people come up and say, oh, I've listened to Beyond the Bump. Thank you so much. And the messages that have come in saying you guys have helped us over these years and we've really appreciated it. And Thank we just, you. we really want to, I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can do this this year, but we really, really, really want to just meet you guys in person and um, have some fun with it. Absolutely. So fingers crossed. Absolutely. And then on top of that, yeah, we've got some awesome episodes planned. Um, oh. Yeah, chatting to different professionals, chatting to different mums, some who are well-known, some who aren't necessarily well-known. Yeah, just we want to keep doing what we do, but even better this year. We both feel like we've got a newfound energy. Um, yeah, and we want to give you guys what you want. 
If you want to have Mark Wahlberg on one of the panel chairs, then let us know. We'll try and make it happen. In his Calvin Kleins. In his Calvin Kleins with Marky Mark, good vibrations in the background. We can make that happen. No, we can't, but we could try. Um, you know who I'd love to have on? And it's a huge throw, but imagine if we could get back to this episode and it happened. You want Celeste Barber. Yes, I do. <laughs> Anyone with a connection to Celeste Barber, hit us up. Yeah, thank you. Now, what are your goals for the year? I've hit them. It's done. <laughs> it's all over. 2022, come yeah, at me. that's it. No, look, I am just happy to keep on going with the podcast. We've got some exciting things, as we've mentioned, happening, so we just want to plot along with that. We're not plotting. We're not plotting. Plotting, like plotting is like eh, going Oh, no, it. no, okay, we're just slamming, <laughs> slamming at home with the podcast and I hopefully it would be nice to travel somewhere in Australia because mm-hmm. we haven't been anywhere for a long time. We've been here at Christmas and, yes, we're very lucky, but, you know, it'd be nice to just go somewhere else and that is really pretty much it. So what Good about you? you? Uh, yeah, so this year I, well, I've already started it with we have someone who will be editing the podcast and um, for those who don't know I do a cooking Instagram called Recipes hit us up with my husband and I have been doing all of the video editing there and I've delegated that as well so I want to get better at delegating I will admit I'm a bit of a control freak and (coughs) I'm a lot of a control freak (laughs) (laughs) much control freak Um, and I just want to get better at delegating so that I just have some more time to enjoy. I'm I'm really proud of the life that Nick and I have created. And I feel like towards the end of last year, I wasn't really getting to enjoy what we'd created because I just felt like every spare minute I was having to edit something or whatever. So yeah, I'm proud of myself for handing over the reins a bit and delegating some things. So yeah, I would like to fill that time with you know, taking care of myself. Yeah, I really let myself go with exercise and that kind of thing. And already this year, I've picked that up. And I'm I'm finding that that's really helping my mental health. My husband and I have decided that we want to get into meal planning a bit more so that we're not going to the supermarket 17 times a week. Meal planning is it was key. getting out of hand. I'm not the cook in my household. My husband is, um, but I've made a pact that I'm going to cook, start off one to two nights a week. And I know that there's probably mums out there that are scoffing, but that that's a big deal for me. I want to increase my repertoire, have more things that I can just go to. I really enjoy cooking when I get the time to do it, but when it's like thrust upon me at six o'clock thrust thrust Nicole. upon me. <laughs> what are we thing. thrusting I really enjoy when he's thrust yeah. upon me as well um but yeah when it's thrust upon me at six o'clock with both girls whinging at my feet there's literally nothing worse in the whole world um yeah some and and see a bit more of Australia if possible the last thing that I wanted to say that I'm sort of doing this year is in Empowering women to love their bodies. Yes, you've created the Gunt Gang and I love it. Yes. So if anyone doesn't know what the Gunt is, it is a area also known as a fupa in Europe apparently called a front upper pussy area and the Gunt is where your gut meets your <laughs> So 
That's the way we put it. We're calling it a gunt. And a lot of women have, I can't tell you how many people have been flooding the messages, the inboxes with, you know, I felt really, really, really uncomfortable having this. And you know what? We all, we really nearly all have one. Um, some bigger than others after birth, before birth. I've mentioned it on my Instagram about all of this. So I just wanted to, I don't know, put it out there and make it obvious that we all have it. It's fine. Wear what you want to wear because we all have it. I mean, back in the day, I remember my great grandma wearing these pants really high and I looked at her and I said to myself, she has the biggest vagina I have (laughs) ever seen. And I didn't know that was a gunt. I thought her vagina was massive. What? It went like up to her belly button. It's like me right now. (laughs) See that? That's, I thought her vagina was that big. And it wasn't. It was obviously she had kids and she had a gunt, but, you know, she she didn't talk about it and we never knew. So I just thought she had an ultra-large vagina. <laughs> so the mission is let everyone know out there that you don't, you don't have, have an ultra-large large vagina. You have a gunt and gunts are okay. And that's all I've got to say. Let's just get that role happening. Let's Literally just- <laughs> that role happening. Let's just leave it there. I love it. No, I love what you're doing for the gunt gang. Um, I've got a bit of a gunt too. And yeah, maybe I want to embrace a bit of low rise bathers at some point this year. Whoa. I want to find the confidence for that. Uh, look, I think there's a fine line between confidence and reality with <laughs> low rise bathers. Um, <laughs> sorry, you do that. Well, thank you for your support. And uh, well, you look brilliant, but I'm going to stick with my high Harry, Harry high waisted pants. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. We it's are a pleasure. So- oh. <laughs> I'm glad you showed up for once. Um, Yeah, no, we're so, so excited to be back. Thank you for listening to us for another year. As always, get in touch if there's anything you want to hear us talking about, anyone you want to hear us chatting to. Let us know your thoughts on a live event at some stage. Um, Yeah, and we just love you guys and we hope you're all doing well. Let's not put too much expectation on this year. Let's just enjoy it for what it is and get your guns out get your guns out girls (laughs) Bye. bye thanks for listening to this episode of beyond the bump if you enjoyed it please subscribe and give us a review if you didn't good on you you can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.